Hi, I'm Jessie, your host of the Jessie Williams podcast. I'm a personal trainer and women's online health coach, bringing you all things health, wellness, money, mindset, and just life in general. If you want to learn, laugh, and up-level your life, this is a podcast for you. Each episode, we'll talk habits, tips, tricks, and big ideas to nourish your mind and inspire you to create your dream life by design. Let's dive in. Hello, and welcome to today's episode. Today's one is actually going to be quite short and sweet, but I just felt really, really called to talk on a topic of trust today. And one of the core ways I like to actually look at trust building is to look at the different levels, the elements, the pillars that actually build and create trust. And there are so many moving parts. There's like vulnerability, there's like connection, there's evidence, there's so many moving parts. But one of the things that I actually love to use as a base foundation when it comes to looking at the concepts of trust is Brene Brown's elements of trust. I like to call them pillars. Brene Brown's elements of trust. I think there's like seven or eight pillars, but there's one in particular that I really want to dive into today because I feel that it's really, really missing in today's age um, and society and predominantly probably because of social media, I feel has really, really built a lot of lack within this particular area. And the pillar of trust in this sense that I'm going to be talking to today is generosity. And what's really interesting is when we hear the word generosity, we automatically assume that it's about being kind and being given and being generous with your time and energy and how much you give. We think of generosity as like how much we're willing to give or help other people. And what I really love about Brene Brown's interpretation of generosity is that it's actually not about how much we give our time, energy, resources, etc. It's actually about giving, and I'm actually going to quote word for word how she describes it. Generosity is extending the most generous interpretation to the intentions, words, and actions of others. Extending the most generous interpretation to the intentions, words, and actions of others. And I think that's so incredibly beautiful. And what this is really about is about when somebody does something, when somebody says something, behaves in some way, performs some kind of action, do you give them the most generous assumption? Do you assume the most generous thing or the the best thing, or do you automatically go to creating the worst interpretation or the most doubtful, cynical, whatever it may be, assumption about why they did that thing or why they said that? And I'm going to use a prime example of texting. If you text a friend and they don't respond straight away, and then you see them on social media, you can see that they're logged in on Instagram and they're doing things. What is your automatic assumption? Is your automatic assumption that that person is being a bitch? Is it that they don't care about you? Is it that they're disregarding you, that they're ignoring you, that they don't want to speak to you, that they care more about social media than your friendship? Like, What is the interpretation for their actions? Or is it simply they don't feel like holding space right now or they don't really feel like responding to text messages. They're kind of just like browsing or scrolling or maybe they're working depending on like, you know, I know a lot of coaches who follow me and obviously use social media for work. So they're actually in work mode, not like 
doing things outside of that, whatever the interpretation is, checking in when you see someone doing something, what do you assume about that person? And here's why generosity actually relates so deeply to trust in this sense. We feel it. As humans, we can feel people's assumptions about us because it shifts how they speak to us, how they act, how they show up, whether there's underlying resentment, um, whether there's unspoken words, like energy, man. (laughs) Energy doesn't fucking lie, right? We feel it. So when we do something and we feel that someone is judging us or criticizing us or annoyed or angry or upset or assuming the worst thing about us, that doesn't feel good. To have somebody assume the worst of your intentions, and I'm just going to go ahead and say nearly everyone would have felt this, when you have done something and you just didn't have any negative intention, you just did the thing for whatever reason, and somebody took what you did and assumed that you were being rude or you were ignoring them or whatever it was, right? And it doesn't feel good because what do you feel? You feel misunderstood because feeling misunderstood is the feeling of knowing that like this was my intention or this is what I was doing. And somebody took what I was doing and completely misconstrued it into a negative context, right? That's generally the feeling of feeling misunderstood is this, this positive or neutral intention I had got misconstrued into something negative. And now somebody's assuming something really bad about me. It doesn't feel good. You can hear my dogs pitter-pattering around my office. So if you hear some some weird sounds, that's them. Um, So this is really important because, again, it doesn't feel good to be on the receiving end of like negative assumptions, right? And if, here's how how it adds to trust. If every single time we do something, we are worried that our friends or our family or our colleagues or our employees or whoever it is, our clients, whatever. If we are worried, I'm just going to use friends and family for, for most of the context. If we are worried that they are always going to assume the worst about us whenever we do something or say something, we're going to stop wanting to do or say the thing because we know Franklin is tearing up my carpet. Excuse me. Thank you. We know that they always resort to assuming the worst about us. It doesn't feel good. So then what happens is, do you feel like you can trust someone who always assumes the worst about you? I'm going to go ahead and say no. Do you feel like you can deeply trust someone who every single time you do or say something in the back of your head, you're like, they're going to assume I'm being a bitch or I'm disregarding them or I don't want to talk to them or I'm like just being ignorant, whatever it is. You, that's not, that does not build trust. Where we actually build trust is when we have the safety, the full safety to be ourselves to do whatever we want to do in that moment, to say what we want to say in the moment, to feel into whatever we need in that moment, whether it's being more uh, withdrawn and yeah, a little bit more of a hermit and wanting to be alone and it not meaning anything other than we just want to be alone, right? It's like, if you say no to going to a social event, is it because like, oh my gosh, they don't like me and they don't want to hang out with me or like she thinks she's like too good or she took a better offer or is it just simply she just doesn't feel like coming? And if we have people around us who always assume the worst, 
then eventually we don't feel safe to just like speak our truth. We don't feel safe to say, hey, I don't want to go because we know that the person is going to create this whole big negative meaning around that. When we can actually say, I don't feel like going, or we can just like not respond to a text message or not respond to an Instagram DM, or we can um, do whatever we want not reply, do the thing, not do the thing, say the thing, not say the thing, and know that someone on the other end of that is going to have the most generous interpretation of our actions, that they're going to assume the best possible case scenario, that maybe we just haven't seen the message, or we just don't feel like replying, or yeah, we're not in the mood to text, or we're watching a movie, or they just always assume the best. Oh my gosh, that is so regulating for the nervous system. Right. That is so incredibly regulating for the nervous system because we feel safe that no matter what we do or do not do, we trust that our friends or our family or whoever it may be can just hold us in that without creating meaning that builds trust within friendship that feels builds trust anywhere. I know that I can be myself and show up as any version of myself. And no matter what I do, you're going to assume the best about me. How fucking beautiful is that? And I really feel that this is so deeply missing today. And what I invite you to look at is, do you think that you do this well? When you think about the other people in your life, when you think about clients, when you think about um, colleagues, when you think about family members or friendships that you have, if they don't reply to a text message and you saw them on social media, what would be your automatic assumption? If you asked them to hang out and they said no, what would be your automatic assumption? You know, is it that they don't like you and like you're just making this whole narrative or is it just they don't feel like hanging out? Cool. So start looking at how you actually respond to how the people you love are acting. And do you actually, it's quite self-absorbed, trigger warning. It's a very self-absorbed thing to take somebody else's actions or words and make it about yourself. Do you make it about yourself or do you just simply hold space? Do you assume the worst about your friends for why they're doing that thing or do you just hold space? Do you create the worst case scenario, worst interpretation or the most generous interpretation, the most positive possible outcome of why they did or saying or not doing that thing? And when you can hold people in their actions without giving negative interpretations to it, it builds trust. And you don't even have to tell them you're doing this. It's literally felt. You feel it like even unconsciously when you have friendships where you just know that you cannot reply to a text for three days and deep within your body, you know that the other person's not like thinking anything or making any stories about it or like they're not expecting you to reply soon. That feels so fucking regulating versus when you have a friend that you know that if you don't reply for two days that they're thinking or assuming things about you feels so totally different. So we actually energetically build trust, whether someone knows that we're doing this or not, we totally feel it. So have a look right now. Do you think that you do this well? Maybe you do it well with some people in your life and not with others. And that's totally okay. And then just getting curious about why, why do I do it well with these people and not with these people? Is there like a bit of insecurity coming out? Is there a bit of anxious attachment? You know, what's kind of coming out for you to not be able to hold someone in a generous interpretation of their actions? Maybe you're feeling inferior within the relationship. 
And the second thing that you get to do here is you actually get to use it as a mirror to look inward to where maybe you actually do that and you are therefore projecting onto somebody else. So do you not reply to a text message and just go on social media when you're annoyed at somebody and like you're actually being a little bit, you know, malicious or do you play tit for tat, right? If, if someone, you know, they took two days to reply to the text message. So now you're like, well, I'll take two days to reply to you. You know, do you play games? Are you actually doing the things that you're assuming other people are doing and therefore assuming that they're doing it too when maybe they're just not? So you actually get to look at where you are projecting onto your friendships, these negative interpretations about what they're, what, why they're doing that thing or saying that thing and actually asking yourself, am I assuming that negative interpretation because I do that? And it's probably very likely yes. And what's really interesting is just to like share something with you. Something that's actually been reflected back to me is that I do this quite well. That I love talking about this pillar because this is probably of all of the Brene Brown's pillars, which you can look up. Generosity is probably one of my strongest. I always assume the most generous thing about my friends. If they don't text me back for four days, I honestly don't think anything about it. Um, I, I don't have any expectations on my friends for how they need to like be showing up for me or why they're doing that thing. I, I honestly always assume the best thing that they just haven't seen the text, that they just don't feel like replying, whatever it is. I use the text because I think it's a really, really good way to just like illustrate it, but it can honestly be used with anything and everything. And I just think that it's really, again, I'm going to say it again, it's really missing. And, and the reason I said at the start is, is why I feel like social media has exacerbated this is because we can now see when people are online. And if we go back before we had like smartphones and internet and things like that, if somebody, like if you didn't hear from somebody, you had no idea what they were up to, right? You'd like literally have to pick up a landline and call them. You didn't see, oh, you couldn't see, oh my God, they're on social media though. You had no idea. Maybe they're like literally getting a massage right now. Maybe they're in a work meeting. You have no idea. Whereas now with social media, we we know people are online all the time. We know that they always have their phone. We know that they're always accessible. And so with that, we look at accessibility as meaning that they should be accessible to us all the time. And this is just absolutely not true. And there's like a quote um, that I love and it's like, don't mistake my, um, don't mistake my free time for my availability. It was something like that. But what it's basically saying is just because somebody has free time, it doesn't mean they're available. Right. Just really let that land. And I think with social media, we assume now and I'm seeing this with like work after, you know, all of the lockdowns and people working from home was like almost like their boss knew that they were just home. Right. And so it's become so normalized that people should be available and accessible all the time. And it's not the case just because you have free time. It doesn't mean that you want to use that free time texting people just because you have free time. It doesn't mean that you need to use that time messaging clients back or writing that email or getting that thing back to your boss. Like if you have free time, you can use it however the fuck you want to. Um, And I think when we actually allow ourselves to do this, 
we can then extend the generosity out to other people. So often when we don't allow ourselves the safety to just be in the moment and we are, you know, playing the martyr or we're self-sacrificing or we're people pleasing or we always feel like we have to reply to everyone straight away and we have to get that thing back, even if it doesn't feel good, we're playing the role of the martyr, right? And if we are continuing to self-sacrifice and reply or do the thing or say yes and have no boundaries, then often we unconsciously project that onto other people as well. We assume that our friends should always reply and that's what like love is. Love is just like showing up and saying yes and doing the thing and it's just absolutely not true. So I invite you to look at where right now you are maybe not extending generosity to yourself to just be in the moment and be in the present and say no to things and have boundaries. And the more you can actually heal how you show up for yourself and the permission that you give yourself to move through the world freely and do whatever you want, whenever you want to, and not have to have a reason why that's a really big one as well is so often we feel that we need reasons to say no. Oh, sorry, I can't attend that thing because I've got another wedding on that weekend or I've got an exam due or like we create all these stories rather than just saying like, hey, babe, I'm just not feeling it. Right? We don't even let ourselves just like feel what we feel. We're not allowed to say no to things unless we have a reason to say no. How fucked up is that? Like we have to have a reason for everything. So I'm here to give you the permission. You actually don't need a reason to do anything that doesn't feel good for you or that you don't want to do. And the more that you allow yourself the permission to not need reasons to do anything, and to have boundaries and move through the world however you want to, you are naturally going to be healing parts within yourself, which means that you are going to show up differently for those around you. You are not going to be projecting your own people-pleasing wounds onto the people that you love. How awesome is that? So checking in, how well do you do this? And maybe even just scanning who in your life does this really well. And maybe who doesn't do it super well. So just looking at like other people in your life that like, oh my God, that's why I feel so safe with this person. Because I know that they're never going to assume anything negative. That is like, let me be. And you might actually be able to put language to why you have trust with certain people. And just checking with where you could do this better for those around you as well. And again, the more you give yourself permission to just actually do this and not have like have to reply or do anything the more you're just like naturally going to be able to hold space for those around you as well so just remembering that when we give people the most generous assumption the person on the other end feels that energetically they totally feel that and this makes them feel safe this makes them feel safe to be honest and transparent to not have to create stories or reasons or um yeah they just get to just speak their truth and that feels really really regulating to their nervous system. Um, And believe me, your friendship will get so much deeper and there will be so much more safety and connection within that space. So I hope you learned something today and got some little insights that you can walk away and integrate. Um, And I would love to know, did you like even like DM me, send me a message? Like, did you know about generosity? And is this a new concept for you of seeing generosity, not in terms of how much time and energy or resources you give someone, but the interpretations of their intentions, words, and actions? I think that's really cool and really beautiful. Thank you for tuning in today. And I'll see you guys in the next episode.